Can you as a nurse benefit from using essential oils, doing yoga, or otherwise taking your self-care game up a couple notches? Well, our guest Catherine Ford Richter is a nurse, a yoga instructor, an expert in the use of essential oils, and she is the self-care queen for nurses and other professionals who really want to take care of themselves. So join us for this spirited and amazing conversation right here on episode 199 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're listening. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or some of you even years, thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and very inspired direction. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 199. Can you believe it? 199. Anywho, today's guest is the amazing Catherine Ford Richter, BSNRN. She's a self-care and mindset coach right up my alley. She helps modern business owners and other professionals create a thriving career by designing a life based around self-care. Her holistic background as a nurse, yoga instructor, and essential oils educator reflect in her work with clients, and we're going to talk all about that stuff. She offers them various tools to help reduce fear, let go of guilt, and increase confidence by taking continuous actions, ultimately leading to a happier, healthier, and successful life and business. It is her mission to coach as many people as possible so they can feel balanced and more energy to share their light with the world. You can find her at katherinefordrichter.com. That is K-A-T-H-R-Y-N Ford Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R.com. Catherine Ford Richter, welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Hi, Keith. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. And um, <laughs> we were joking right before we hit record. I had a little Reese's peanut butter cup. Now I have some water. I'm feeling great. And that was my little piece of self-care. And Sometimes a little sugar doesn't hurt, right? It's all about balance, Keith. <laughs> it's all about, right. I'll have some kale later, right? There you go. Totally. There you Head go. water. Yeah. So thank you for being here. You know, this is episode 199. You're, you are leading me into episode 200. I can't believe it. Wow. Congratulations. Good for you. Thanks. I'm so glad to um, finish out the 100s with you. <laughs> and, you know, I need a little self-care after 199 episodes. I would imagine so for sure. That's that's really something to be proud of. So let's all take a moment and acknowledge Keith for 199 episodes. My Yay. goodness. And there, was, and there was much rejoicing. Anyway, <laughs> that was a uh, Monty Python reference. <laughs> anyway, you are a nurse, but you really are now also a self-care and mindset coach. But can we take a step back and can you just tell us just your nursing career story, like how you started and how you got to where you are now? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I had two aunts that were nurses and they were my role model. And I always grew up thinking I wanted to be a nurse. And, you know, ever since I was like 10 years old and my great grandmother had an injury and I came in and I found her bleeding and I was like, okay, sit down, apply pressure, let me go for help. And, you know, it was like, <laughs> I think it was, it was innate in me. And so, um, you know, to not make this really drawn out, but I, I struggled in high school and I had a lot of family stuff going on at the time. And, and I had sort of told myself at that point that nursing wasn't for me. I wasn't smart enough. I couldn't do it. So I, I went on and got a bachelor's in sociology, became a yoga teacher and traveled. And, um, you know, about eight or so years later, I had a few friends that were going back to nursing school. And at that point, I had some life experience and I thought, well, they're not really that much smarter than I am. If they can do it, well, so can I. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> right? So I think I just needed the life experience and the time away um, to really grow as an individual. And so I went back and did an accelerated 14-month bachelor's program, which was pretty intense, to say the least. But I did it. And it's very different when you go back, I think, as an adult to school. And so from that moment in Boston, it was it was really tough to get hired. And I had some per diem jobs doing, you know, private duty and flu clinics and ended up moving out to Colorado because I was hired for a high risk labor and delivery position. So mm, wow. In Boulder, yeah. right? Wasn't it Boulder? Uh, so I was living in Boulder and working in Denver. So I was commuting. So I was there for about two and a half years. And then I actually switched to a different hospital, a community hospital, uh, just to kind of check it out and see if it was any different. Um, it's pretty intense, you know, high yeah. risk for delivery is when, it, when it's happy, it's very happy. And when it's sad, it's just, just so terrible. Tragic. Yeah. Mm. And I think, you know, for me, it was, I loved a lot of the aspects of it. I loved in terms of a nursing perspective, you know, I was a labor nurse. I was the delivery nurse. I was, if we went into the operating room, I was the OR nurse. I was the PACU recovery nurse. And so there was a lot for a new graduate to really be able to hone in and learn on my skills. But one thing that really no one ever taught in nursing school or on the job was how to take care of yourself. It was, you have five minutes to get to the OR, so you have to run to the bathroom, grab a granola bar, you know, text mm -hmm. somebody. And, and, and that was pretty much, if those were my wins in that day, in those days. And a granola I, bar and some water and a pee, right? Pretty much, right? And I thought, yeah. wow, this is my life. You know, and um, friends on the outside thought, oh, gosh, Catherine, your life is great. You only work three days a week and the rest of the time you're just like out gallivanting. And it's like, oh, I wish it was that easy, but no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's that old, oh, you work three days a week. That's like, that's the perfect life. And it's not what it appears to be from people who are not on the inside. No, no, exactly. It's like, yeah. no, I actually wake up and leave my house at five and I don't get home until eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, I don't exist in the world for three days. <laughs> right. And I am totally stressed and my patients are in duress. And whew, yeah, it's tough. And I burned out too at a job in Western Massachusetts um, doing intensive outreach and case management of pretty intense patients out there in the community. And I burned out as well. So I understand. And so I just want to acknowledge something that you and I were discussing speaking of self-care, prior to hitting record, that you have some stuff going on in your family, some health-related stuff. And we talked about how it's important to acknowledge 
the realities in our life as nurses because we can't keep pushing it all down and kind of just trying to, what would be the right word, compartmentalize so that one part of our life doesn't touch the other part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is that like for you to have that ability and awareness and consciousness to say, you know, there's something going on in my life and I want to I wanna acknowledge it? Yeah. And, and thanks for acknowledging that here. Sure. You know, I, I think that that is something that's come with years of experience as well. I think part of the burnout came from it being a snowball effect and sort of not listening to my body. And whenever these emotions would come up, whether it was with job or outside stressors, whatever, it was just sort of pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down, thinking, oh, it's fine. It's gone now. And really not acknowledging how it can manifest in, in our lives. And I think for me, that's exactly what happened, which is how I led to be burnt out, was that I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the skills to learn how to deal with that. And I had been pushing down my emotions for so long and the stress that was coming with with my job. And I think that it really began to manifest. And so I think for me, it's really about stopping and tuning in and acknowledging what's happening around you because it does impact who you are and how you show up. And so I think it's important, you know, today, this is who I am and this is my life and I'm going on with my life, but, but things happen around me. And I think it's important for us as nurses to be able to not just push it down, but to give ourselves permission to honor and acknowledge whatever it is that's happening and tend to it in a way that we're not just shoving it down, but we're tending to it lovingly, just like we do to our patients. Right. So that we can compartmentalize it and put it in a space where it can then sit comfortably and, and be tended to versus just shoved into the back of a dark closet and hope that it doesn't come popping out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. That's such a great description and metaphor. Um, well, a bunch of metaphors that really speak to me. And as someone who is also very focused on wellness and also focused on being a conscious, aware person who is who acknowledges what's going on in my life, you know, it's I'm I'm all about transparency and authenticity to an extent. I mean, with a patient, you can be somewhat transparent, and there is the idea of therapeutic use of self. However, we do have to compartmentalize a little bit because, say, you have a family member with cancer and you have a patient with cancer, you may or may not share with that patient that your great uncle is, you know, experiencing an episode of of recurrent cancer. It may be helpful for them and it might not. So we do compartmentalize sometimes, but we do have to make sure we tend to these things that are riding along in our psyche, don't we? Yeah, I just think it's so important that we can acknowledge it because I think you're right. What happens is we it's it's sort of this burden, it's this emotional stress this that we carry and I think that it's an energy, right? And mm. and when we show up, if people know us one way and they see our energy shift, they know they know something's up, they know something is different. And I think that it is really a fine line when it comes to patient care, which is Again, when you give yourself the permission to tend to yourself, you're then able to show up fully with your patients. And it's the same, again, whether you're a nurse or a non-nurse, it's how you show up in the world. So, you know, you can convince yourself into thinking that you're not worth the time and that you're not worth 
dealing with whatever it is that's happening. But in reality, the energy that you put out there, people will sense that and they'll really get, you know, they'll see if, if you're, if you're frustrated, if you're short, if you're anxious versus if you're coming in open and excited and energy is flowing, people really get a sense for that. So I think when you learn to really prioritize your own needs, emotional, physical, spiritual, nutritional, all that it really does manifest in different ways and how you show up as, as a mom or a wife or a, you know, nurse as a business owner. And that really impacts lots of people and really does have a ripple effect. So, you know, when you, when you go to have that moment of saying, oh, I don't have the time, I can't do it, I'm not worth it. Well, if you don't think you're worth it, do you think all those other people are? Mm-hmm. Good right? point. Good point. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get caught up in the the details of life and the rigors of work as a nurse or whatever else we happen to be doing. And we can lose sight of the fact that <laughs> that we're human beings who need the same attention we give our patients. And for me, it comes down to walking our talk. You know, if you're going to talk to a patient about self-care and taking care of yourself and, well, that's the same thing, right? And doing all these other things to improve health and improve your lifestyle or whatever, you have to be doing it yourself. And so many of us don't. And it, I think it's it's a sad state of affairs when a nurse is in a place psychologically or emotionally where she or he feels like they're just stuck in a mire of disappointment or pain or psychic stress or whatever it happens to be. It's a really tough spot to be. It's true. And I think it's so common because I think as caregivers, you know, that's just it. We are, it's like, we all feel like we were put on this earth to help other people. And again, I think we forget that when we're giving, giving, giving of our energy hmm. and we're not managing our own energy and recognizing our own needs, the impact that that has. Right. And so I think for it to be sustainable, you know, when you talk to a lot of nurses, you, you typically find stress, you find overwork, you find exhaustion, right? You find these, these different emotions and these f physical feelings that come up as a result of not honoring that. And I think that one of my goals is really to create this new culture of of healthcare workers, of nurses that recognize that it's okay to step into your own power. It's okay to put yourself first because it has such a great impact when you show up that way. Yeah, but it's wow. changing the mindset, right? And and that's not not a simple, easy overnight task. It is changing a mindset. And you know, I just thought of someone I really want you to meet who I am going to have on the show. She's my very good friend in San Diego, who I'm going to visit with my wife this weekend. Actually, her name is Caroline Cardenas. She's an oncology nurse in San Diego, and she's known as the hula hoop girl. So you might want to look up the hula hoop girl. And I've done interviews with her on my other podcasts in the past. She wrote her master's thesis on the use of hula hooping and and bringing joy to body movement and body play for the prevention and recovery from nurse burnout. Wow. And it was published in the Journal of Emergency Nursing, and it's on her website, thehulahoopgirl.com. And now she's getting a PhD in somatic psychology because she wants to dig deeper to see how we can help nurses and other people and lay people 
overcome this stuff that gets stuck inside of us. And I'm going to introduce you to, because she's a fantastic person, and I think you'll really really understand each other at a deep level. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. And speaking of tools, you have all sorts of tools for helping nurses and others recover and be well and be even better than they were before. I know you have great interest in essential oils and expertise and yoga and wellness. I'm a former Kripala yoga instructor. I'm not sure if I told you that in our previous email conversations, but I went to Kripalu and got certified as a yoga instructor. And you do yoga and you work with essential oils. And can you tell us how you became interested in those particular tools and how you utilize them in your business, in your practice, and maybe even personally? Sure. Well, I'm a fellow Kripalu yogi myself, so I love that we have that in common. Yeah. You know, for me, yoga was something that I explored in my early 20s. And it was, you know, I literally stumbled into a class at at the gym and I was curious. And I just kept showing up. And I didn't know why, but I started to notice this was a time when things were stressful at home and there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of uncertainty. And it was like my home away from home. And I started to recognize that, This was my safe place where I could just go inward. I could focus on me that I began to learn these lessons that I could breathe through when things were just, you know, were uncomfortable. Mm. I started to learn that everything was temporary, right? And so I started to take these lessons that I was learning on the mat and really bringing them and integrating them out into my life. And so, you know, I used to joke. Everyone in my family was in therapy, and at the time I was not. And I said, well, yoga is my therapy, and it, and it really truly was. And for a long time, that that was my own personal practice, and I came to a place where I thought, well, I really want to share this with other people because I've seen the impact that it's had on me, right? Whether Whatever it is that you come to yoga for, I don't even know what I initially went for, but what I discovered was really a, a, an emotional, a physical, an energetic piece that felt really full and something that I just really wanted to share with others. So um, I did my, I did a couple teacher trainings. I did one with Shiva Ray out in California, and I also did another with um, Akrapalu. And, you know, essential oils had been in yoga classes for a very long time. I liked, you know, they usually use lavender and it always smelled really lovely. Um, but I didn't really know too, too much about it. And, um, a few years ago, about two and a half, three years ago, a friend of mine had said, you know, you really, you should learn more about it. And I felt like I was meeting people and they, you know, oils were popping up more. And I said, all right, universe, I'm catching your memo. I get the message. (laughs) Right. And I started doing a lot of research and talking to people and interviewing people and learning about different companies and recognizing that oils are not all the same, that it's not regulated, that some are adulterated, some were more pure than others. And Mm -hmm. so I really went on this, this deep dive exploration to learn as much as I could really about the safety of the oils, because I think as a nurse, we need to recognize that even though it's plant medicine and it comes from the earth, mm-hmm. that, that you do need to know what you're doing to some extent. Absolutely. So, They're, they can be pretty powerful. 
They're very yeah. powerful. What you know? kind of oils do you use, by the way? So the specific brand yeah. or so yeah. I use doTERRA essential oils. As do I. That's what I use every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us, it's really been a way of life. You know, uh, we it's literally our medicine cabinet. My husband's allergic to nuts. So we have EpiPens, Benadryl <laughs> um, and inhalers. <laughs> and we always have Advil. But beyond that, that's what we have in our home. And so mm -hmm. anytime we have something going on, it's where we're reaching for our essential oils as well as just every day. So I use them for a physical you know, open up my day. I'm going to just start the day with a breath of maybe I'll take some peppermint to energize, right? Mm -hmm. It's and also then, an antiviral. Yeah. Right. And so that's just it is when I use certain essential oils, recognizing that there's antiviral, antibacterial, antiseptic, and, you know, so many other properties in them, but they don't have these side effects. I, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't been sick in almost three years. Yeah. Right? That's, that's so. it's great. I mean, for nurses out there, you can get doTERRA peppermint essential oil, and literally, you can put a little drop right at the opening of your nares, and it will help decrease the number of bacteria or viruses that are getting into your respiratory system. I really do believe it works. I use it when I travel on planes as well. Oh my goodness, the On Guard has been a lifesaver. Oh yeah, On Guard is a great one. Right? Yeah. And I think that they're they're starting to recognize and there's more scientific research on doTERRA specifically, but mm -hmm. on how it really does boost your immunity, increases the energy, helps with stress, helps with anxious feelings, right? And I'm noticing with with me and my coaching, I'm starting to use it as another tool because one of the things that I love about it is that it's it's immediate, right? So mm -hmm. you may not have you may not have an hour to go to a yoga class. You may not have five, ten minutes to sit for a meditation, but everybody has one, two, three, four, five seconds where they can literally open a bottle, put a drop in their hands, take an inhalation, maybe they take a drop and put it in their water. Everybody mm -hmm. has time for that. And so I feel like it's another really quick and easy and super effective tool that people can use for wellness, again, for physical wellness, emotional wellness, and, and spiritual, you know, Absolutely. helping to break through blocks. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just tell you, I know a nurse here in New Mexico who is a doTERRA person as well. And he ran it by the administration and he showed them all the literature and the um, what was actually in the oils, which is pretty much just essential oil. There's no petroleum or anything or additives in it. And he keeps them in a little fanny pack around his waist. And he has permission when a patient, say, is really anxious, he will make sure they're not allergic to the scent he would like to use. And he puts one drop, let's say, of lavender right on the nasal cannula right under the nose. And then the patient can can inhale that lavender and have the effect of relaxation or whatever he decides to use and the patient is open to. So he actually made sure that his facility was open to him using it. And now he uses it with patients all the time who are who would like that non-pharmacological intervention. So I think that's super cool to use it in a hospital setting. 
It's true. I know. I mean, I, you know, we used to use it in labor and delivery. You know, we would use peppermint if a patient was having a hard time voiding or, you know, we'd use lavender during relaxation and during labor. And what's really wonderful is that more and more hospitals are recognizing that there there is a desire and a need for this and recognizing that it does help with pain management and it does help with stress. And so I think more and more people are signing on. So I think it's it's really exciting to see that we're going in that direction that people recognize that there really is a need and there is an essential oil conference for nurses. And I went there to the is? very first. Yes. Where so and when very, and how? I know. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you more. So I went to the very first one last year and it was located in Salt Lake City, Utah. It is happening again this year. I can pull it up super quickly while I'm chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now going to be a two day event and it's not brand specific right so they don't talk about specifics of that which i think is really important that's good. um yeah yeah i'm so I'm pulling it up while we're chatting but mm-hmm. anyways so that's another thing that's rec- really exciting is that the more and more health professionals are seeing this and recognizing this as a, a very very helpful powerful effective tool. That's fantastic. And if you could email me or text me that link, I'll put it in the show notes so that people can access that. And I can access it as well, because I might be interested in going one of these years. And I know many other people who would be as well. And I want to say to the audience, Catherine, that, you know, when you want to do something a little out of the box and you're working in a mainstream allopathic facility or institution, it can feel a little scary to go out on a limb and try to introduce something new. But when you do that, if you have the courage, you summon the courage and the wherewithal to to bring something forward that's a little different. And we all know how nurses can sometimes say, well, that's just the way we've always done things and we're not going to change. <laughs> you know, we hear that a lot, that mindset. Yep. And you're a mindset coach, so you get that. And Absolutely. to be a thought leader, to be an innovator, to be someone who's willing to push the envelope is an important place for certain nurses to to put a stake in the ground, to say, you know... I believe in wellness and health. I have a holistic mindset. This is something I would like to do. I'll back it up with research and information and whatever expertise I can bring to bear in the situation. And you can really move the needle where you are. You don't have to go out and start a business if you don't want to. You can actually make things happen in your workplace, right? Uh, yeah, and I think you really nailed it perfectly, which I think you you do need to step outside of your comfort zone and recognize that if this is something that you're called to do, and this is your passion, that step aside, leave the fear behind and, and push through because it is important. And I think that when, when we're fear-based, it's like we're thinking about our own self, but when we can set that aside and focus on how many people would be impacted and be helped by using this certain tool. It's like it creates such an opening. And so I I definitely recommend to anybody out there that is at all interested in learning more and wanting to bring that tool to their hospital or whatever their work location is to absolutely do so. And I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anyone that's interested to learn how to have that conversation and and what would be useful, because I think we definitely need to have it in more places. Totally. Without a doubt. And I just want to ask this quick question. Are you still working as a clinician right now? 
So I'm not in the hospital setting anymore. Mm -hmm. I still occasionally work in a school setting. So if I don't have any clients scheduled on a day, uh, I work with an agency. So every once in a while, I'll still work at a school, um, which is fun for me. I feel like it keeps my toes wet, um, but I am no longer in the hospital setting. Right. Yeah. And I no longer work as a clinician. I'm fully self-employed for the last two and a half years or so. And I just wanted to check in to see what you were doing in the clinical world. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts directly from little old me. Please just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at NurseKeith.com. And remember to leave a rating and review of the show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes or at Facebook.com forward slash Nurse Keith Coaching. And did you know that there are job listings at NurseKeith.com? That's right. You can now find jobs from both Reload.com and ZipRecruiter in the resources section of NurseKeith.com. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it the most. And remember... You can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn coaching credits with me. What a deal. Anyway, those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic and episode and hop back into the studio. Switching gears just a teeny tiny bit. What made you start your business and how did you get it off the ground? What was the story behind getting com into the world? Yeah, you know, so my husband and I met in Colorado when I was working in the hospital. And when we moved to Boston to be closer to my family, I... I didn't want to work in a hospital setting. I, I just wasn't in, in that place in my life. And I had an opportunity to take my best friend. Her, She was leaving her job as a school nurse. And I thought, great, perfect. It stays. I'll do it for a while. And, you know, three and a half years, I, <laughs> I was still doing it. But it really allowed for me to go back to school, to take the coaching program and to sort of just back it up a little bit. It was, I was in this place where I, I knew I didn't want to be in the hospital. I, I wasn't sure where I wanted to be. I had all these tools that felt really random. You know, I did yoga. I, I, I was starting to dabble in oils. I did Reiki and I sort of felt like I had these tools and this email popped into my box and it was become a, a nurse coach. And it was like the heavens opened up for me. And it was like, finally, this right. moment. The trumpet. Really, it really yeah. felt that way. It was like, oh, finally, there's an umbrella <laughs> for all of these tools that I have. This is a real thing. It exists. <laughs> and I can make a career out of it. Yeah, totally. So really exciting for me. And I just kind of, I did it. I reached out. I got someone to create a website for me. I just started talking about it on social media. I emailed friends and family. 
And I thought, well, if I build it, they'll come. Right. And that's wonderful. And And that's not how it happened. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, your website is beautiful. I've been checking it out quite a bit these last few weeks since you and I first got in touch. Someone introduced us. I can't remember who at this very moment. And I think your presence is positive. It's bubbly. It's bright. It's it's exudes health and beauty and wellness. It's really a wonderful brand that you've created. And I love how you've branded your name, Catherine Ford Richter. I think that's great. And I've been following you on Instagram and Facebook and you're on LinkedIn and your website's great. And I can see that you've created something that it appears to completely represent your personality and who you are, wouldn't you say? Thank you. I literally have my hands in prayer position by in front of my heart Aww. as a thank you for you for that. Sure. That's, that's so, so lovely. And I really do. And anyone that's ever worked with me or knows me, you know, I think one of the things that they'll say is that I'm, I'm very easygoing. I'm very lighthearted. I don't take myself too seriously. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important in the work that we're, you know, that I'm doing, especially when it's coaching and asking people to reach out there to be vulnerable, to share how things aren't working in their life the way they want it to. And I think that it's really important to create a safe space and a safe container for people to have that because they, this is this makes them very very vulnerable and I think to acknowledge that is really important but I also think that there's like a lightness and a brightness and an excitement to it that I think we just need to not take ourselves too seriously and so I think that it's really important and I try I try to bring all of those aspects into the work with that I do with my clients because to me that just feels so authentic you're not I am never going to say something if it doesn't ring true for me in my life or in, in my heart. And, and I'm like that person that you call and say, does my, do I look good in these pants? And people call me because they know I'm going to say no, (laughs) (laughs) but I still love you. That's great. That's great. (laughs) I love that. And you know, one of the greatest compliments I can be paid when I meet someone who I've known online, you know, someone who, who I've interacted with, if I meet them at a conference or in person somewhere and they say, you know what, you're just like you seem on social media or on your website or your podcast. And for me, that's living authentically and being transparent. And I know for a fact, without even having met you in person yet, that when I meet you in person, you're presence in real life is going to be exactly reflective of what you're putting out in the world. And do you know that feeling when you meet someone you've known online and you're like, wait a second, there's there's a mismatch between yeah. who this person is out on the interwebs and how they are in real life. And I see you as a person who's really living authentically and bringing something special to others. And I'm now your greatest fan. And um, (laughs) I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to become fans as well. And question I want to ask you as we slowly begin to wrap up, and I think we could go another couple hours, but we're going to wrap up soon. (laughs) Could you name just a handful of top strategies that you would recommend for nurses specifically, because that's most of the people who listen to this show, to take their self-care game up, let's say, one notch or two notches? What what are some simple interventions just to, to up their game just a tiny bit? 
Yeah. Oh goodness. I have so many. Let's see. I'll try to, I'll try to keep it. Just a few, just a few. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is to first and foremost is to take a step back and really do a self-care assessment. Right. And that means really being truly honest with where you're at and in your life in the, in the different areas of your life, again, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, nutritional, sexual, all of these things are what makes up self-care. It's all our lifestyle. And so I think that to be really clear on where you're at, where you're starting from, and then also to be really clear with what it is that you'd like to see shift for you. And recognize that, you know, there is no one size fits all. And also being really honest with how committed you are. Because I think that oftentimes what leads to what we consider failure is we we decide we want to go from zero to 100. And then we wonder why it didn't work out. So really starting small, right? Starting with a few small actions. Can you check in with yourself throughout the day, right? What are the things that you're saying to yourself? Is it positive self-talk? Are you loving yourself or are you beating yourself down every chance you get? And that energy really makes a difference. You know, I mentioned it earlier, but are you managing your energy? Are you taking on too much, right? Do you need to slow down or do you you need to say no more? And that could be really, really powerful, um, you know, checking in with yourself throughout the day, just a couple of minutes to, to, to get a water, to take a walk, to refocus, to get that clarity, right? Again, if you don't have the full, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest thing is really being clear on, well, what's getting in the way? Why haven't you achieved these things before? And that's really where the mindset piece comes in and mm-hmm. often Oftentimes, it tends to be that we feel guilty that we're taking time away from other people to put it towards ourselves, that we're not worthy, and we worry that other people might judge us for that. Totally. Yeah, that's that's great. I love that, and I'm glad you mentioned that that desire we can create in ourselves to to spend some time with ourselves and not feel guilty about doing a little self-care. And nurses, I mean, I've been told by some people, and I don't know how true this is, but it rings true for me, that a large number of nurses, a large percentage, are probably either adult children of alcoholics or they have some kind of trauma in their past. And part of why we go into nursing is maybe we're trying to heal something in ourselves by healing other people. And that's a wonderful thing. I think it's very selfless, but we can become so selfless, like I did back in the days when I burned out a while ago, that we become so selfless that we lose ourselves. I mean, that's what selfless means, right? You can actually lose track of who you are. And I'll I'll share with you one thing. That, or several things I've been doing for self-care lately that I'm really happy about. One is that when I wake up, I do my very, very best not to look at my phone and not to open my laptop for at least 30 minutes. And I either read or I sit and talk with my wife or I play with my cat or I space out on the couch for five minutes. Or lately I've, I've re- I've reinitiated my love of doing art and I'm doing watercolors and drawings again. So like this morning, I got up and I sat at the table for 15 minutes and worked on a watercolor. So Mm. whatever it happens to be, you know, for you, it might be getting up and doing 15 minutes of yoga. For me, it's avoiding electronics and doing a little art and just getting into my right brain instead of letting my left brain turn on right away. Do Do you know what I mean? 
I do. And I think you're so right. And I, and I say that all the time and I try to practice that as well, where, you know, when you start your day on the phone you just go into that rabbit hole yeah, and you get lost into the email land and Facebook land and, and it's just a, it's an energy suck and you're starting the intention of your day with that. And mm-hmm. so for me, I recommend starting your day with a short meditation or just some breathing exercises, you know, positive affirmations and practicing gratitude, maybe naming, you know, three things that you're grateful for that happened Mm -hmm. to you that day. And I think that when you can start to start to implement those very simple, quick practices, that's where the mindset begins to shift. But again, it's taken us however many years (laughs) old we are to create these habits. So it's going to take a little bit of time to create some new ones. And I think that the, the biggest piece that I can say for people is to really be gentle with yourself. I work with so many people that they're all or nothing. And if they weren't successful with one thing or, you know, they had one cookie, then the whole day is ruined. And it's like, I say like 80, 20, 80% of the time, do the best you can eat healthy, do things that are good for you. And 20% of the time, eat the cookie, eat the 10 cookie, whatever it is, right? Because it's, that's what balance is. It's, it's just the pendulum swimming. And if you can be somewhere in the middle, that is what it's about. There you go. That's perfect. And, you know, before we close, I want to change gears again, just a teeny tiny bit. I keep saying teeny tiny. I don't know why. Because it's all about the teeny tiny changes. It is all about. So it just makes total sense. Yeah, we used to have a dog named Tina and we called her teeny, teeny tiny ting. So you never know, you know, things things stick in your minds. Anyway, um, Tina, rest in peace. I know that you do retreats, not just for nurses, but for all sorts of people. And I know you have an upcoming snowshoeing and yoga retreat in New Hampshire that's completely sold out. It looks really awesome. I looked at the the itinerary and what the days look like, and it is pretty amazing. And then I know you have a yoga and hiking retreat from September 20th to September 22nd, 2019, right? Yes. I've been doing those two retreats for the last, gosh, this will be going into the fifth year. Mm-hmm. And um, just feel really fortunate that they've grown and that they sell out every time. And it's really, I think for people, it's just a great way to get away, to connect with nature and to just tune into themselves through yoga and meeting other people. So I do those retreats as well as um, I do some of my own occasionally. So stay tuned as you may see some popping up on my website um, as well as private retreats. So I've had people reach out to me and say, I would love for you to lead me. And if you have my girlfriends on this retreat, this is what we were hoping you can do. And I've also done that as well. So I'm always open to that. So that's that's just great. You know, I have clients who come here to Santa Fe for what I call career coaching retreats. And Mm -hmm. we spend a couple hours a day doing, you know, career oriented stuff, whatever it happens to be. And then I basically am there. How would you say it? I'm like the maitre d' of their visit. And I mm-hmm. I help them find the places to have the best massage and go soak in hot water and have really good food and go see music and look at art and go to the George O'Keefe Museum, you know? So whatever it is that you lead people to do, as long as it's something that brings joy to their lives or beauty mm-hmm. or health or whatever, that's wonderful. And maybe someday you and I will offer a self-care and career development retreat where we balance both. That would be really great. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, (laughs) No, I would love 
because they think it goes hand in hand, right? They do. Like, so when I come to Boston this spring, maybe we're going to meet and maybe talk about what we might be able to do in the future for nurses. And speaking of nurses, before we close, nurses can go to katherinefordrichter.com. That'll be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 199. And they can come to you for what? One-on-one telephonic coaching or video-based coaching? Yeah. So depending upon where people are located, I do it in person if they're local. Otherwise, they're always welcome to come to me if they would like. But typically, it's either over the phone or via Skype, depending upon their personal preference for what they want to do. And I do usually six-month deep dives with people, although I'm starting and I'm in the process. I'm really excited about creating a six-week self-care assessment and blueprint. So that's another way for people to work with me if they're not quite ready to really commit to the six months, but they really want to make some some shifts in their life. It's a great way. So really excited about that. And also I do one-on-one classes, either again in person or on the phone with essential oils. So teaching people how to incorporate them into their lives or into their business. So again, locally in New England, I go to businesses and teach classes on how to integrate them again personally and into the office space and the impact that can have with productivity. So I really love the the dichotomy of being home, working from home on the phone and then going and being in person and being around people and shining. So that is really, really fun for me. I have no doubt and people can go to katherinefordrichter.com. Again, that's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, Ford, Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R.com. And then from there, you can find her LinkedIn, her awesome Instagram feed, Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Catherine Ford Richter coach. So there's lots of ways to connect with Catherine and you, you're amazing. And I can't wait to meet. And I hope I'm going to cajole you into coming to the National Nurses and Business Association where you can meet some of your nurse entrepreneur soulmates who are just out there waiting to meet you. You just haven't physically like seen each other yet, but they're there (laughs) and they're going to, they're going to go crazy over you. So that is something hopefully in your future as well. So thank you so much. And you are just wonderful. And this is such a great addition to the Nurse Keith Show archives. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I feel like we're old dear friends. I feel like I've known you forever. So I I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here and to share with your community. I feel that too. So folks, there you have it. Catherine is amazing. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Keith Show. Remember those show notes and all the links to find Catherine and her beautiful headshot and bio will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 199. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I really want you and Catherine wants you to take inspired action, especially in the interest of your self-care and wellness. It's so important to your career. And if you really want your career to shine, you've got to be shining on the inside too. 
So The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of the podcastinggroup.com and his amazing team. And social media and promotion are equally wonderfully handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take that inspired action, and keep tuning again as we explore how to take your life and your career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from me, Nurse Keith, here in beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Catherine Ford Richter in... Today, I am in North Kingstown, Rhode Island. North Kingstown, Rhode Island. So folks, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. And we will be back to talk to you more in the future, I'm sure. I look forward to it. Thank you, Keith. 